Hi, before we go into the podcast, I just want to invite you to subscribe to me on YouTube if you haven't yet. YouTube.com slash DeFrancisco underscore one or just search for David Francisco or even for my uh, URL, DeFrancisco underscore one. There's a lot of exclusive content there, including, since this is a Learn the Ropes edition of the podcast, a few videos where I give some tips to professional wrestling trainees. There's a lot more stuff there as well, highlight videos of matches, full matches and much more, so please do subscribe, DeFrancisco underscore one on YouTube. PR, which is like a PS, but it's post-recordum instead of post-scriptum. I know it's tips for professional wrestling trainees. I mean, I, I know that now that I heard that back while I was editing. My, uh, my battle with prepositions continues. Anyways, the podcast. Hello and welcome to the David Francisco podcast. I hope you're doing great. It's lovely to have you here. Today on the podcast, learn the ropes with Jordan Said. He actually has an interesting story to tell when it comes to his own training because I don't think that I've known someone that has regularly trained in as many different schools as Jordan did. We talk about his journey of trying out schools until he found something that he liked and how important it is for everybody to try schools out and make sure that they find a school that they really enjoy going to and enjoy being a part of. A very interesting conversation that I'm very happy to bring you here. Learn the ropes with Jordan Said. Tell us about your training journey. Uh, like, When did you start, right? And um, and one aspect that I think it's really interesting on your on your story is that you had the chance to train in um, very like in several training schools. A lot of time, um, the, I feel like even the majority of people only train um, at one school, and they may go and do a sporadic training in other schools, which is is good and encouraged and should happen. Uh, but um, obviously, like. Uh, this is not me tr asking you to call out anything. It's not, I just want to like make sure that's not the idea. It's just the idea that like different schools will have different training philosophies. And as someone that has been able to, to experience those philosophies um, from different schools and different approaches, I'm very interested in your, um, like in how you see the idea of finding a place that suits you, right? And finding uh, what you like, or even um, what's your perspective on um, staying with one school or just going to as many schools as possible? I think it would be interesting to, to, to hear you talk about it. So like, what's your journey? When did you start? And um, if I'm not mistaken, you've trained regularly at like three different training schools, right? Uh, four, technically. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I started my wrestling training journey just like 99.9% of the wrestling population in January uh, that January was 2000 big new year's resolution right? yeah big new year's resolution I, I did stick with it um well so I wouldn't be here um but in 2017 I started up at Dropkicks Wrestling up in Essex um hmm. I was there for about a year and a year and eight months a year and six months um but the ironic thing about me is I live in London and everyone knows I live like minutes from the resistance gallery. So while I was trekking all the way up to Essex, there was this training school. Which is, which is in East London uh, and it's where um, London School of Lucha Libre 
uh, run their show, their yeah. school, right? It's like the London school. And everyone's wondering, like, why would you leave so live so close to a school here and you'd go so far away to go train at another school, right? Yeah. So uh, actually, I'll tell you the reason behind that. So probably about no, when. So when I was training to be a police officer, I can't remember the time frame because it was a long time. Um, I had I had actually started my wrestling training then, but obviously, as everyone does, they go online, they search for training schools and whatnot. One of the ones that popped up was drop kicks, and I'd seen like John Ritchie was the head coach at the time. They'd produced the likes of Wade Barrett, uh, Nick Aldis, and whatnot. Um, so I thought, okay, I'll happily make the journey up there and whatnot while I was still training in the police. This must have been about okay. I'm 25 now, so about five or six years ago, we're going. Um, I was there for a couple of months, but then where I was dedicating so much time to the gym, watching wrestling, and training. I was actually failing my police exam. So I said, this isn't wise for now. Let me take a step back, um, focus on my, ple- on my police work and whatnot and my exams, pass all them, and then I'll come back one day. Um, so I didn't have nothing to do with training for a couple of years and whatnot. 2017 came, uh, I returned back to drop kicks. Uh, John was like kind of still there, but in a uh, really, really you know, like drip feed, like once every now and then walking basis. And I was there for about a year and eight months. It's where I started my craft. I then went to the London School Lucha Libre. I was there for about, so I remember the exact time was August 2018. And then I left around March, 2019, maybe February. I'm not too sure. And then that's when I met the guys at Knucklelocks. I met the guys at Knucklelocks and whatnot. and. I just started, I decided there and then that Knucklehogs was the place for me. But also during that time, so this was around, while I was still training at the London School of Lucha Libre, uh, a few of my friends kept driving up to uh, SOS up in Harwich. I trained there for like a couple of months, but it was just too far, it wasn't for me. Uh, so I just kept it London as anyone with common sense would do. <laughs> yeah, so that's my <laughs> training journey. Uh, thus far, every now and then there's been like other schools I've popped up in for like a session um, or like walked in to see how to, you know, observe or whatnot, but never actually dedicated to them. I suppose everyone has done that where they walked in and got a feel of the place and they thought, okay, maybe this isn't for me or or they could just be around here and just want to pop in. And But the, the my main school at the moment is uh, Knuckle Locks. Um, and obviously the other three, I've, I was there for a while type thing. Um, so it was very, yeah, it was a very unique journey because I guarantee every wrestler who's lived in London has either trained at London schools, not actually (laughs) traveled outside of London to actually train. The number one thing that I want people that would like to, the message to be, um, from on this podcast is the idea that, um, you don't have like like different schools will have different philosophies absolutely and you may feel like you suit a certain school better yeah absolutely that like it will um a certain place will match like what you're looking for in training better uh, and uh, or like the attitude that you're feeling or like certain schools are very much like 
they take training people as a, a an opportunity and a hobby that people can have for fitness, while other schools look at it as we're here to train professional wrestlers, um, and that's what we're looking for. What are the things that you think people should look at in a school to decide where they are going to train? What do you think about the idea that people should uh, experiment and try out and really important, and I may uh, talk a little bit more about this one, like don't believe when people say that you can only train in one place. Right? Yeah, no, that's... Uh, yeah. It's, it's like loyalty is not shown that way. Yeah, like I fully agree. I feel like every school has something to offer. I mean, even the best coaches or best wrestlers in the world, um, you go to a show and you ask for 10, uh, 10 people's opinions on one thing, each one's going to be different. Um, everyone has something to offer so I believe like training at different schools will help you um, but for me it was the thing that drew me or draws me to a training school is um, the first thing you should do is obviously look at the coaches um, what are their credentials what have they done uh, the second thing you should see is who have they produced um, because if there's a constant conveyor belt of talent coming out there they're on shows up and down the country they're getting signed you know, that's, that should speak volumes for itself. I also believe the atmosphere is a very important thing because look at, look at, for example, Cristiano Ronaldo when he was, was he sport in Lisbon before he went United? Yes. Uh, yeah. So sport in Lisbon. Sport, bit, sporting it, Portugal. Yeah. The name of the club is not sporting Lisbon. Oh, it's <laughs> never been. Oh. Right. Like you English people decided to call it sporting Lisbon. Oh, did the name you? of the club oh, is is the, the the full name of the club is actually this it's sporting club of portugal right oh, wow <laughs> i had no idea okay so we'll, yeah, we'll sport in portugal when where ronaldo <laughs> was at obviously they're, they're a big club in portugal they're great by but... the way nando's is in portuguese not oh, sure if you i absolutely agree and i want i want everyone <laughs> to know this nando's is overrated um you heard it here. Uh, oh, but, this is a this this is a hill you're willing to die on. We're going to have to save this for another time. But Ronaldo, <laughs> when he was at uh, Sport in Portugal, okay, yes, he was a good footballer. Don't get me wrong; he had lots of potential. But it's only when he went to Man United and he was coached by Sir Alex Ferguson, he was surrounded by Ryan Giggs, Paul Scholes, Wayne Rooney, who was scoring thirty goals a season. That's when he fully developed because. If you're around people who are constantly pushing you and you're around people with great minds and whatnot, um, you're only going to get better. And I feel like it's all good being a big fish in a small pond, but there's only so much you can grow. And when you're a small fish in a big pond, there is so much to develop. And I feel like with, because I remember when I really uh, started to take a liking to Knucklehooks, I was actually booked on a Battle Pro show um this time no like last year may and the atmosphere backstage of how guys would conduct themselves how they were like very focused on the show and focused on their match and focused on being the best there and then and i could only learn from it and i like to think with that development of being at shows like that and training at knuckle locks and picking these brains out at the school has only helped me in my development whereas if i stayed at other places where like I wasn't being pushed and it was very easy for me to get big names brought in for me or it was easy for me to be booked on shows. I wouldn't have learned as much type thing. And I feel like mm. that's very important. You know, do you want to be, yeah, just going back to what I said, do you want to be a big fish in a small pond or do you want to be a small fish in a big pond who grows into a shark, you know? 
I agree with what you're saying, but I think that what you're saying only applies to one perspective, right? Yeah. Um, and here's and here's what I mean by this, right? You're saying this from the perspective of someone that really wants to to, and I I don't think I'm 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 not accurate when I'm saying this. You're someone that really wants to pursue a career in wrestling and trying to grow in the British wrestling scene, and you want to be in an environment that's all about like being better, right? Being better in a sense that being at a professional level, right? If if you were bringing like football and if we compare football, right? Um, if all you want to do, if you love football and you want to play football, but you want to play football at a level where you only play with your friends on the weekends. Yeah. Or you just want to like, you have a, a league with like a work Right, yeah. and you guys like spend three months doing like uh, um, a league between the six teams that, that that are there, and then you don't want to play anymore, right? Is this something you do uh, in the spring, um, and you don't want your life to be taken like ridiculously seriously um, and like revolve around football, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, then you were saying like um, people should look at uh, the people that uh, the schools trained, and I think it's like. Don't look just at who they are, but look at what they are doing and um, the 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 patterns in the path that they are taking, right? Yeah. It's not that it's impossible for someone that just wants something physical to do every week, like once a week have wrestling training, to train at knuckle locks, right? Yeah. But I do know that the number one priority of training at knuckle locks is not, and I, I I do this when I'm training people, right? My number one priority is not to make training fun for you. Yeah, It's important and I do it. It, it doesn't mean that I'm trying to make training not fun at all. What this means is that it's not my priority. My priority is not um, like the, the, priori- the number one priority of a, a PT at a gym teaching a group class is to make people have fun while um, like training, right? Yeah. No one that goes to a group class at a gym is trying to become a professional athlete. (laughs) No, no, right. Absolutely. And that's why you go to the gym in those classes. If you want to become a professional athlete, then you need to look to places that are going to make you that professional athlete, right? Yeah. And the best way to see that is the people that come out from from the schools, right? Um, It's like, um, in the case, the way I'm training and the attitude we have towards training at Knuckle Locks, and we're always very open about this, is we create professional wrestlers. We want people to go through a journey of training, and to then, once they finish that journey, to continue using knuckle locks for their own development of going from whatever level they're at to be to, to be able to say that they are professional wrestlers, that they're making some sort of money out of this, even if semi-professionally. Yeah, that's the goal, right? Um, so training is focused on that. It's about finding your physical limits and. Um, putting you through uh, good intensity cardio, uh, good like agility work, uh, details and demands on uh, things we we want people to go through, the the, um, the things we want people to learn um, and uh, the attitude that we are looking for uh, on it. And like some people have fun with that. It's still possible to, it's possible, it's possible to do this in a fun way. I like to believe that I do this, right? Yeah. And it is possible, and I know a lot of people who do this, to know people who do not want to be professional wrestlers, 
right? They just want to train wrestling and maybe one day have a match and maybe like have another one in six months or something, but they still have fun coming to Knucklebox, right? And they still learn and they enjoy yeah. the, the environment. Um, like some of my friends as well, they're, 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 happy, they're more than happy to go to training and enjoy it, whatnot, keep fit in the gym and literally just lace their boots up once a month and wrestle. And like, again, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that because that gives them a purpose. Like, I feel like the guy who's who's doing that just to wrestle in front of his wife and his kids or the woman who's doing that to wrestle in front of her partner and her kids, um, you know, they, yeah, there's absolutely zero wrong with that, you know, because... Yeah, everyone had like look at look at someone who does Sunday league football. Look at someone who does Premier League football. When they when they score a goal, they're still celebrating it. Obviously, not due to VAR and whatnot now, but they're celebrating like a madman because in that moment, that's what they feel. Um, but what you're saying about um, the fun environment, I feel like you. It's great to have because people will come back and you feel good and whatnot. But I feel like you need that balance of. Not only fun, but we also need to develop you. Like, and that's another reason why I like knuckle locks because I can take someone there who just wants to work on their fitness, and they'd still have a good time and they'd still be welcome. Um, but they're gonna develop and also leave that session feeling good, type thing. And I think that's very important to find that balance because if you have too much of, if you have too much of that strict military style of this has to be done, this has to be done, people won't come back. But if you have this um, this atmosphere where it's too fun, the person who might want to actually develop might go to another school. So you, it's key to find a good balance between the two, I believe. You were talking also about atmosphere and the environment of the school, right? And, and yeah. kind of like, I would I would even include philosophy on this as well. Like the, the, the philosophy of training and what people do, right? Um I think that, um, like, let's say you are a trainee that just started training wrestling, you joined a school, and it's not being as fun as you th you thought it would be, right? Yeah. Not because you came in with an attitude thinking uh, that you didn't, you wouldn't be put through the test, and you wouldn't have to, um, to, um, to like be in good conditional shape to be tested by being asked to do stuff um, when it comes to training that you don't think you can do. And obviously like there's a certain, you need to get out of your comfort zone to be able to, to develop. Um, I'm not talking about that aspect, right? I'm talking of the aspect of like um, you are being pushed to a standard that is not the one that you want to live, right? We're talking about the comparison playing professional football versus uh, playing with a friend, right? Or just doing Sunday league and being something you do on the side, right? Yeah. Uh, or um, there's like the, the, even like the social environment is not what you're looking for, or you're just not having fun because the people around you um, are not looking for fun, um, or like the that that aspect of it the same way you are. Yeah, like, it's yeah, okay, and it's important, and it's a great thing that you look for alternatives and you try out and find what you like most and what suits you best. 
right? Um, I think it's a great thing that like, I know a lot of people who, um, who like have trained in knuckle locks, even people that I started, right. Who like trained other schools and they're like, I actually like this better because of this aspect of that aspect. And there's, and so I end up training there and there's nothing wrong with that because at the end of the day, it's your own journey. And if you find something that you're looking for in another school that you weren't finding in knuckle locks then that means your life is better and you're happier yeah and that's a great thing like i rem- like i remember like in secondary school there would be like teachers who for example like don't get me wrong we're great at a craft you know they've got all the qualifications they were great at teaching but for some reason that student to teach a chemistry just wasn't there and it wasn't nothing against them it wasn't nothing against me it was just it something's just aren't meant to happen are they like you you can't you can't force chemistry and i feel yes. like part of you know part of um training as well if you feel like you go somewhere and a coach has all these credentials and he's taught all these people and this guy's actually wrestling on tv himself but you're not learning from him it's not a bad thing to go okay i might have to like take a step back here try out some other things other coaches other training schools and then come and then see what works for you because we're all different our learning our learning attention spans are different some people literally you snap their fingers and they literally can learn something within a second and they've got it down to the t some people as you know david being a coach you you might have to break it down or they might have to repeat it a few times to actually understand yeah that's it (laughs) i was like yeah i'm sounds but i got i got nothing else to add absolutely Any last words you want to leave to anyone that's thinking about training, training, that uh, is training right now, um, that has been training for a long time and um, like any advice or anything from your experience that you want people to know? Yeah, don't be afraid to listen. Um, You know, like that, I've always, every show I've done, I've always picked brains out. Um, that helps don't don't be afraid to try something new as well like okay it's very good to stick in your comfort zone but you're not going to grow you're not going to develop um when going to a training school as well think yeah just as we was talking about just think about what it is you're looking for um because if you're if you're a vegan and you go into a steak restaurant you're not going to get what you're after let's be honest so if you're looking to um be someone who wants to develop and turn professional and sign contracts and whatnot and have merch sales going through the roof and this place isn't focused on that then that place is not going to be for you you would have to make a decision yourself if you know you want to stay there or whatnot um but on the other hand if you're this person who uh, just wants to do this once a week um no, probably once a month just to wrestle in front of your kids. Are you really going to push yourself to new limits and push your, put your body through, you know, all these limits and drive two hours up to a training school, or are you just going to stick to your local one, you know? So you got to think like, what it is you're actually after? Obviously for me, um, I actually left my previous career to pursue wrestling. Um, so I kind of have to be wise with the schools and the coaches I'm around uh, and the mentors. So yeah, like know, know who it is you're listening to as well, which I think helps. That was such an interesting conversation and I hope that you found that as well. Main point, if you take anything out of this edition of Learn the Ropes is if you're not happy somewhere, 
find something else. Just because you start with one school doesn't mean that you are somehow committed to them forever. It's more than okay to train at different schools and find an environment that will match what you're looking for in a wrestling school. If you want more with Jordan, a few weeks ago I did a catch-up with him, it's here on the feed if you want to just scroll up or down depending on where you're listening to this and you'll be able to find that edition as well. And if you want to follow him, it's at JordanSaid underscore on Twitter and Instagram. Any questions or any comments you'd like to drop me about this edition of the podcast or any, you make sure to follow me at DeFrancisco underscore one on Twitter and Instagram. Would love to get your feedback and any questions if you have questions about anything you've heard in this edition here. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't yet. Leave me a rating. That would mean the world. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you next time.